0: In the slipstream. Inside Golf Podcast, uh, RBC Heritage, and Masters Recap with Chris Powers. Great podcast today with one of my favorite friends to talk golf with. A little off the rails, as most pods are with CP, but this is a really good pod. I think you'll really enjoy it. We are, as always, presented by RickRungood.com. All the stats, all the tools that I referenced during the show, you can find all of that on rickrungood.com. You can also find all my written content. I do a very in depth course breakdown and a very in depth Wednesday DFS article. Uh, I work really hard on both of them. So I'd really appreciate if you check them out. It's like $7 for a week. So head on over to rickrungood.com, promo code Andy. All right. I think that's all we got. Let's talk to CP. All right. Chris Powers is here, uh, writer at Golf Digest. Now my second favorite writer at Golf Digest after my new friendship with Daniel Rappaport, co-host of the Be Right podcast. Okay. Here's where I want to start. Your video was really good. and It was really, really good. And I say that genuinely from the bottom of my heart. And I I just kind of want to say, like, I've kind of been banging this drum for a while now. I've kind of been saying that CP was super underutilized at golf digest and you got to just set a couple picks for him and let him cook. And yeah. finally they do that. They give him center stage and look what we got.
1: Yeah. Obviously agree with you and have for a long time, but kind of out of my hands kind of deal, but it was nice to, yeah, I had an idea kind of executed it by all the credit to the video team. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. They are you know, while I was doing it, I was like, this is terrible. This is going to be awful. But they, you know, we did a bunch of takes and they obviously know which ones are the best and how to tie it all together. So all credit to them. But yeah, I was surprised by the the response. I know um, social media can be a negative place. So um,
0: yeah, we've gone soft. Huh? I hope
1: nobody's blowing smoke up my ass or that or everyone's gone soft or it was really good, in which case that's great. And hopefully there's more to come the numbers will tell the story i guess did um,
0: it do good numbies maybe can you know, we can people still on, find it so maybe we could do do a late pump of the numbies yeah yeah
1: i mean go on it's definitely on <laughs> golfdigest.com it'll it'll be every story you know we have like an auto video auto auto player okay. whatever the hell but it, i mean it did well on twitter i think it did you know almost 20,000 which is not nothing crazy but it's pretty, um,
0: it's pretty good by my metrics it's pretty
1: good for you know an organic idea type video and yeah, you know what? Now, now I got to back it up. There's going to be another video at some point. I'm going to have to back up uh, all that high praise from everybody. So pumped! I'm pumped to get another shot. Hopefully,
0: but yeah, so they're going to give you, a, you're going to be able to do this again, right? It was, it was, it passed the yeah, test in that respect.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay, um, good. Great feedback from from pretty much everyone, even Steve Hennessy, which was was shocking. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it'll be the exact same idea. It was obviously a. Um, Kind of a masters type theme but uh it could work for the pga and and uh us open for sure
0: what else well you played golf today how'd you play you played with our friend jeff nagels
1: typical i did play with nagels typical kind of april you know 10 played 10 really great holes probably eight really bad ones and the score reflects the eight bad ones unfortunately which better,
0: much better me. weather than when we played though
1: much better weather, warm pretty much for fifteen holes. A little chilly at the end, but nothing we couldn't handle. And uh, always great company, Jeff Nagels. Always, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh quite a bit over the four hours you're together. And then uh, the best part is in the parking lot, chatting for another thirty minutes. He was he was. Uh, he almost made me run late to this podcast because he's got a lot. He still always has a lot of stuff to say, uh, even when you're when you're saying goodbye.
0: Um, I think we have something too, in. Like our pairing, obviously we'll play a bunch too with with Nagels and Steve. But I kind of liked the alternate shot you and Jack and- versus me and Kirshner. I think we kind of have something there for. So the listeners won, me and Kirshner won, but I, I <laughs> but I think it's a good match. And, and I was gonna say too. Okay. I think once we get warmer weather, you know what the funny thing was, CP? You thought that the conditions were going to play into your hands. Little did you know that I grew up hitting chippy little four irons into 130 yard par threes.
1: It was it was only nine holes. I'm I'm sad because it was a shot making performance I've, <laughs> I've not seen in a very long time. Some of the the low punchers um, four irons from one. Me
0: and me and Scotty were Brilliant. just art were artists. <laughs>
1: It was impressive. I would love to see you and Nagel's um, alternate shot. That would be a comedy routine, mainly because Nagel's would be, I'm going to put you in a shitty spot. I suck. I suck at this. I'm ruining everything. So that would be pretty funny. And you trying to talk him off the ledge, which I took that um, that role on today. He's pretty funny. Um, You know, you try to encourage him and he doesn't want that. He hates that but he but he hates you know you making fun of him so it's a very very I guess it's a high wire act with Nagels like he'll hit this great chip shot that you and I know as pretty good players is like a tough chip for us and he'll put it to 25 feet or something you know short-sided whatever bunker bunker in his way and you'll be like that was really good from there and and he's like oh from there from there it was really good (laughs) Can't win. You try and give him a compliment. And he doesn't, and he doesn't want to take it.
0: We're nearing. Well, we gotta, we gotta do Steve a little bit too. So he was there at the masters. I was going to say we're already in drive by territory and we're, we're just going to hear about it anyway. So we might as well. So did Steve bring you anything back at least?
1: Well, I haven't seen, I'm going to see them tomorrow. Okay. Again. You're going
0: into the office.
1: Yeah. I think they mentioned on the pod. Myers might've spilled the beans that Steve got me a hat, but Steve didn't want to know it was from Him because he said I would probably be pissed off about it. So, but apparently it is from Steve. He got me a hat. So that was nice of him. We'll see. We'll see if I like the hat and if I rock it. But uh, yeah, I I really had a lot of fun there.
0: I really like Steve's sandwich article.
1: It's good. Did you read that? I did read it. I did.
0: I thought it was a good job. It felt like a, like a old, like I feel like Steve's not a, he doesn't get to do a bunch of writing.
1: No, he does well,
0: not. Yeah, it felt like felt like he got to yeah, I think you know, he get did his it. feet wet again.
1: Yeah. I think he did it ten years or not ten years ago. I think he went in two thousand fourteen to his first one and he did a very similar um piece. So it was kind of a seven years later type deal. So yeah, nice to see him nice to see him writing.
0: Well, we're gonna get those numbies up on this video and we're gonna get them up to to get to the point where they're sending you to the masters next year it's my personal mission i don't understand it It makes no sense to me
1: i think i've i've made my my voice heard on that one (laughs) no
0: comment (laughs) comment. (laughs) let's transition no comment i'm not gonna
1: air out any more dirty laundry
0: (laughs) where do you want to start with the masters you want to start with cat you want to start with scotty
1: and I, I kind of wanted to start with Rom. I know we'll get to it. That's that's not important, but I I I crafted some nice Rom takes in my opinion. But we could start. I guess we could start with Tiger. That's kind of what everyone's gonna do, right?
0: Yeah, let's start with Tiger. So I don't know. What'd you think?
1: So I tweeted this early in the week, and um I'm not I'm not saying I predicted exactly what was gonna happen, but uh I thought what he did is what was going to happen and that it would be a positive kind of yes make the cut which i bet which a lot of people bet have plus money which was like the only bet i won all week so that was nice I <laughs> Put some decent money on it but yeah I, I i did not have any delusions of grandeur as they say that he would win i thought he would make the cut and honestly on friday when he kind of was creeping up i was like oh my god is he actually in this? Cause I think he got to one over when Scotty was either five or six under. So kind of in that distance where Scotty fell apart on Saturday and he shot a low one, um, he could get back in it. Then he didn't make, he didn't get up and down on 15 Friday for birdie. And then he didn't make the birdie putt at 16 and it was kind of, um, you know, air, air let out of the tires. But yeah, I, I was proud to see him finish. Obviously, the weekend was tough, those extra 36 holes, and I'm sure the cold didn't help. So, yeah, a miracle that, that he finished, incredible to make the cut. But, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of what I expected. He would make the cut and um, maybe not 78-78 because 78, that's the worst round he's ever shot there. But um, I didn't think, yeah, he yeah. was going to make any serious run.
0: Yeah, the 78 was more, I guess, disappointing on Sunday because Sunday it played – like over yeah. a stroke and a half easier than it had any of the other days. And and there were some real numbers, but you know, the, he really struggled with his putter and, yep. you know, I've heard some takes about uh, like, that's the thing that Tiger's is going to be best at now, because that's the only thing he could practice. But there are a lot of like older players that talk about how putting is like go, the go, first man. that goes on you really quickly because of the eyesight and the bending down and stuff like that. And I'm sure tiger has people that could pick up his putts from the cup and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean the, the eyesight thing is what I would worry. He took, he talks about, did you hear? And I think it was round two. He's like, I never, I never felt comfortable on the greens and he had yes. like, he had three or four three putts and three or four yeah. four putts. If he gets the putting under control, like, do you think he's going to play Southern Hills?
1: Man, I would I would advise against it. Um, yeah. And I and we did we actually did an, another video a couple months ago just when when he you know when it looked like he was going to come back and everyone just said where we kind of want him to play where he should pick his spots and I thought he should literally just play the Masters and the British for the rest of his career and maybe you know, a couple events leading up to them just to get the reps because the yeah. PGA courses, the way they set them up like U.S. Open style now, I just don't think – I think it's just going to be a lot of 76, 75 missed cuts if he keeps playing in the PGA and, and the U.S. Open as he gets older.
0: Uh, I played Southern Hills about a year and a half ago. Ken confirmed they're not lying in the title. There are Hills, in <laughs> fact, contrary to popular belief. It's a g- tough walk and I know the narrative is going to get going because he won in 2007. Well, Gil Hans our boy Gil Hans did like a major redesign. It's yep. going to be a lot longer. It's going to be a lot more different. I thought that was strange. Do you think it was weird that he he committed is, to yeah. St. Andrews and nothing else?
1: That that's why I'm I don't know anything or know anyone in his camp, but that's it's that event and the Masters I think I mean, he's done all he can at a U.S. Open. He won it on one leg. It was the most incredible. Like, he doesn't need another U.S. Open, and he can compete in the, the Open Championship. And at Augusta, where, I, you know, I still think his brain is better than uh, a couple other certain players we'll get to in a bit whose brains kind of can't handle Augusta <laughs> National. But uh, Tiger obviously can. But, yeah, I don't. he doesn't need to prove anything in the U.S. Open or PGA to me, especially at – of course, like Southern Hills, which you've mentioned is now longer Hillier and, and all that. So, um, yeah.
0: You know, it's the weird thing about it. CP is like, I would love to see him play like Harbortown or the Wyndham. Yeah. And I think he could win one of those events. I don't think he's going to do it though. I don't, I, I, I think, you know, I think it, a lot of people would say, oh, wouldn't it make a ton of sense for him to do a tune up? I don't. I think he'd rather just play at medalist. Like I think that he would want to save every, it's not like he doesn't know what the feeling of competitive rounds are. I think he would rather, I think it's a very, very real possibility that he just goes straight into mass straight from masters into St.
1: Andrews. Yeah. I don't hate it at all. I actually do think it's a possibility too. I don't know. Yeah. Where, where does he need to go really? That would even,
0: I I would love to see him play Wyndham or one of those. I think he could win. At one of those tournaments. Jefferson I think those, a lot of fun. The, yeah, I think those tournaments set up really well for the way his game is right now, but I, I just don't think he's going to do that. I mean, I hope yeah. I'm wrong. I didn't think he was going to play the Masters either, so I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. Brookline, no chance because that, no
1: chance.
0: I, I just think that they're going to have the rough be four inches, and that's a fucking nightmare on your back yeah. if you're having to hack it out of the rough all day.
1: Yeah, that's not his. That's not something he, he, his style anymore, for sure.
0: Do you think he can compete at St. Andrews? I'm hearing a lot of people. I think people would generally think he can win the British Open.
1: I don't, I don't see why, why he couldn't. I'll tell I mean, you why. He
0: better hope for weather. If St. Andrews yeah. doesn't get weather, then right. Rory McIlroy or Bryson's going to win the British <laughs> Open at 30 under par. If St. Andrews, I'm telling you right now, I've done yeah. a lot of research already on this course. If they get weather, absolutely he can contend but if they don't get weather i don't think he has a shot in hell i think he has yeah, less that, of a shot a, in calm conditions 61, at st andrews yeah
1: on the 62s i think for sure if there's if it's
0: benign 100% i think if it's benign conditions he has less of a shot at st andrews than he did at the masters i thought the masters conditions were pretty good for him this week i think this is kind of what he would have wanted and it you know there was that moment on like friday where i was like man if this is a mental if this is just a war of attrition like i he's there man like he is right there he is like missing in the right places i mean he is out thinking these
1: guys you take out scotty and if he if he makes those two birdies friday night he is literally like right in the thick of it, and I think that obviously changes his mindset. Maybe Saturday, um, Saturday early. So yeah, I don't disagree. If if it was down at four under, five under, and he made those two birdies at fifteen and sixteen Friday night, it, it, we probably are talking about a different uh, a different weekend from him.
0: Yeah. Anything else on the cat? Let's talk about Scotty.
1: Scotty, I mean, in a way, you could say I predicted this whole run by selecting him in, in our fantasy draft. No, you,
0: you broke it. You broke the draft. He's won more money than my team. CP, it's
1: incredible. And I still, it's like I feel like I'm still not getting any separation on uh, on Rob
0: because he has Cam. He has Cam, and the That's players' right. purse is so fucking inflated. I know. Yeah,
1: I'm Neiman and Scheffler, and I can't pull away, and Morikawa, who hasn't even really gotten going yet. So,
0: and you've you've my boy, Big Leash Daddy, who hasn't even yeah, gotten I going know. yet. <laughs> I know. Just just wait before the miracle happens. I don't know what else there is to to say on Scotty. I will say this: the one thing that I want to say about Scotty is I'm hearing a lot of he's on a heater right now, and I think you're you're doing the man a, a giant disservice yeah. by. By using, I'm hearing a lot of discrediting his great play by calling it a heater instead of calling it what it is, which is, I know it happened very quickly and surprised a lot of people, but you look back and I don't think anyone could have predicted this, but. He was right there, like, in ter- like he was the top 10 player in the world before. He was just having more of like a Xander Shoffley-esque career where he wasn't winning, but he was consistently contending in all of these majors. And he was slowly starting, like right before he started to win, he was actually starting to get the rep of like, oh, this guy's the best player to not win. I remember when he contended at the Houston Open and kind of blew it at the Houston mm-hmm. open and people were starting to say like, Oh, Scotty, he's just, he's one of those guys. But the one thing that I would say about Scotty is yeah, the floodgates completely open. But if you actually go back to before he started winning all of these tournaments, he was still playing like a top 10 player in the world. And then when you look at the entire body of work, like it's an incredible run and he's the best player in the world.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And I, and I was definitely guilty of mentioning Heater a couple of times this week, I think I mentioned it when I faded him in our uh, picks column. Unfortunately, um, but yeah, I mean, go back to the Ryder Cup. Who was banging that drum, the <laughs> Ryder Cup drum?
0: <laughs> did you see my uh, my Dottie tweet?
1: Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> that, that did pretty excellent.
0: did pretty good numbies, actually.
1: <laughs> no, um, Man, imagine imagine you got to wonder if we pick Kevin Na instead. If if this whole Scotty run even happens,
0: maybe the raw. Wrong- I watched the ROM match. Like I, I think it kind of was a christening. He wanted it him. It did you? But... you listen to the interview right after, and he was like, "I was really hoping for ROM," and I was like, "I yeah. fucking love this guy."
1: <laughs> He's he is incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're right, though. It goes back further. He was in the. We were trying to figure this out. I think he was in the final group at Harding Park, right with Dustin. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. kind of my point. We 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 did a, a halfway uh pod friday night just uh, and they were trying Alex and Steve were trying to come up with someone who could catch him and I said and this is not some kind of great prediction he was up by a bunch of shots but I was like he doesn't strike me as this choker that um people were kind of making him out to be before he went on this run I think he was just always there around the lead and he wasn't shooting the 66 on Sunday that you kind of need to do at these birdie fest PJ tour stops he was always like just in contention and would shoot one under even par, which happens, but he was always putting himself there. So I, he didn't strike me like he was going to fall apart this weekend. And he obviously didn't. That was, that was really impressive. And he mentioned it a bunch of times, but just how focused he was, the concentration was there. So, and the I mean, it's one of the greatest chipping scrambling performances I think I've ever seen.
0: You know, what was kind of fair, in my opinion, like, he does not totally pass the eye test. Like if people are going to say that I kind of get it when, when Scotty is on his game, it doesn't look like it looks like when Rory's on his game or even, or when DJ or even, even like Rom, yeah. JT Brooks, any of those guys. That's, I think the thing that a lot of people have a hard time reconciling with him is that he plays different shots, but he plays golf. Like he, he. I don't think some of the stuff that he does is like technically sound or something that you would want to no. teach. I think he does a lot of stuff with his hands um, to like yeah. hold swings off and, and work the ball a lot with his hands, which is kind of hard to repeat. But we have that in common. He's an artiste. It's some yeah. avant-garde shit. You got to fucking appreciate it, right?
1: It's nice. It's nice to see because... You know, even when it goes wrong for him, which it did a couple, you know, a handful of times, obviously on 18 um, Saturday. um,
0: All world bogey.
1: All world. Like
0: that was the tournament right there. All world. Wrong.
1: He settles in and he plays, he plays, you know, he used the rules to his, his advantage there, but then he plays the shot that's kind of required or, you know, a lot of these guys, when it goes wrong, it's kind of like the day's over. Cause you know, if if the swing's out of sync, it's just, it's just not their day where he can kind of, like you said, he golfs it around. It's, it's really incredible. I couldn't believe some of the places he was getting up and down from the chip-ins, obviously that the chip in on three, I think kind of, you know, there's still a lot of golf left, but that kind of really settled them in. It, it was incredible display of, of scrambling magicianry, all that. He's, he's a little bit of a wizard.
0: I will say this, and I have to be fair about this because this is the whole point that I was saying about Ron. I think I don't think that he's going to hold world number one for, like, years.
1: I was ready I, to come in here and say, I don't think he's ever going to win the Masters.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't oh, why? Elaborate.
1: The attitude, I, I think, is... And, and Scotty kind of put it on full display, the attitude that's kind of required to win there, where some things are going to be out of c- your control there. And I don't... You know, like, Tyrrell Haddon, I think calling it unfair isn't right. It's just more like it's just a course where, you know, sometimes things are going to be out out of your control and you kind of have to accept it and and get over it. And then, you know, game within the game, the next shot. And I don't know if Rom has, you know, the perspective is not, um, you know, kind of hitting the way we all think it was going to, he, he just complaining about mud balls right away on Thursday. That was
0: a fucking joke.
1: I and I I think I didn't want I didn't want to go too far with it but on Tuesday in the press conference he was kind of complaining that Tiger wasn't giving him any advice like I feel like his attitude is just bad right from the get go on in the Tuesday press conference.
0: Oh, it was horse shit. <laughs> it's it, just a
1: bad attitude all around. And I all don't right. think that's All right. People are starting to people are against. starting to come
0: around a little against. bit on this one I think. Yeah, the mudball thing was a fucking joke. I'm glad you brought up Hatton too. I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion because people really like Terrell Hatton and they think his behavior is cute and British and endearing. And I will say that it's, it's definitely more endearing than when Rom does it because Hatton's really sarcastic and funny. I thought his comments were a fucking disgrace. I I mean, let's, let's criticize the greatest architect of all time (laughs) because I suck. I mean, are you serious right now? Are you really Turtle. gonna shit on Dr. Alistair McKenzie who painted this fucking place with a paintbrush? Mona Lisa of golf. It's some, it, it, I mean, I I think it's dumb and I just I don't know. I, I get the it's funny and I thought watching him and Horschel they had their moments and that <laughs> stuff's funny too. But yeah. I just these guys don't have any fucking accountability. And I, I hate None. I hate that so much because that's not how most Players like are like you listen to some of the transcripts of some of the other guys, and they would never say that shit. Like uh, Rom wasn't the fucking only guy to get mud balls. I remember it because I remember Cantley getting one. Cantley would never fucking say that. <laughs> you would never fucking say that in a million fucking years. Cantley would never say that.
1: And it's and just there's like- that the the thing behind it is like that. We should be playing preferred. It's like the the one time they don't get like their butts pat and, and they get preferred lies. They, he just crumbles like instantly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this, like, what I was going to say earlier regarding Scheffler is I think all these guys, CP, and I'm interested to get your take too. I think it's going to be a revolving door between all of them. I'm not dumb enough to, I'm not dumb enough to stick a fork in Rom. Uh, this conversation, I mean, in terms of him being the best player in the world, that conversation's fucking dead until he wins. I don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a major, in my opinion, but it's got to be something. But I still think between Rom and Morikawa and JT, who I kind of want to talk about a little bit too, and, and DJ and Brooks and all those guys, like I think it's going to be. A revolving door in my opinion. And I think it's gonna be tough for Scotty to maintain. But I also think people should remember that like Scotty doesn't have to do a fucking damn thing for the rest of the year. Like even yeah. if Scotty sucks for the rest of the year, like that's He'll fine. Play. He's like, probably he,
1: player of the year. Still. He's
0: probably player of the year, right? Like he doesn't have to do a damn thing for the rest of the year. And it it won't change the way that I feel about him.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um it's gonna be tough to to that point to to be like a five or six major guy, which I think might give people a little more appreciation for Rory and Brooks as, as the years go on. You know, I think, you know, with all these good players, like two or three is going to be a pretty, a pretty good number to get to because they're all going to win one revolving door is, is a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to, to, to go on a big major binge um, in these next, this next decade of, that's, of young golfers.
0: That's why I'm like, yeah, you can, You can call the we can call the Scotty Sheffler thing a heater, but at the same time, like I almost tweeted this. This is the saddest thing to me about it. Scotty Sheffler's had a better career in six weeks than Xander Shoffley. His six week this six weeks is better than Xander Shoffley's career. It's better than Cantley's career, too. It's probably better than Ricky Fowler's career, depending on how you feel about the players versus the Masters. It's better than those guys' career.
1: Uh, yeah. Yes. It's all insane.
0: <laughs> that's so depressing. Can I, can we talk about Xander for a second?
1: Yeah. So Nagels went back and watched his. He told me he watched his whole rewatched his whole Thursday round. I, I was did like, too. wow, that that's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, I didn't realize he had 17 of 18 greens and shot mm-hmm.
0: 74. Sure. Dad. So, all right. You know, you're not the only, uh, capital day J journalist at, at, <laughs> capital G golf digest. I've got a little, so uh, Xander's the only guy that I have like a beat on that. I have some, some ends with, I got word, uh, this morning from somebody that is a source that I respect. That was like, Oh, by the way, I heard you talk about Xander on your Sunday show. Like he's going through a major swing change. Like he's trying to hit a fade. He's trying to primarily hit a fade. And I was like, Wow, like that'd be really fucking awesome to know, like five days ago. But then I went, but then I went back and looked and I watched, I went through his rounds, and it did kind of seem like, you know, Xander hits that like beautiful little like high draw. But he has the same thing that Cam Smith has sometimes where he misses left. He has the big left miss. And you hear so many players talk all the time: like, how can we eliminate the left side of the golf course? How can we eliminate the left side of the golf course? Because long left is the worst mess that you can have for a professional Mm -hmm. golfer. Right. And so the idea that he was trying to primarily switch to a fade, at least off the tee, that made a lot of sense to me. The thing that frustrated me is why does Xander always decide to do these things before the biggest tournaments of his life? Why do you want to try arm lock a month before the fucking U S open in your hometown? Why do you want to try to start hitting a fade off the tee a month before the fucking masters? Like, that's the thing I was having a hard time with. But then, by the way, I will say this before I went on, before I wanted to go on and talk about it on a podcast, I wanted to, you know, big journalist here. I wanted to back up the sources. And his caddy was like, nah, we're, we're always working on some stuff, but he's not tri- primarily trying to hit a fade. So now I don't know what to believe.
1: He is quite the tanker. My God, he
0: is, and it's that's the thing, right? And it 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 bothers me.
1: What's what? Which is strange because he feel I feel like he has the most like consistent game in pretty much every area. So I guess he's you know. You're always trying to get better, but what what kind of timing is that to start to try and hit a fade before Augusta? That is out of control.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I went back and looked too. And that was the other thing was that I heard somebody was talking about, they saw him with his putting coach, Derek, who's a great guy, um, like with the iPad out on the green before um, on Wednesday before the rain delay. And I was listening to it was a, a the Bill Simmons podcast They were at the masters and they were talking about it. And they're like, yeah, that's kind of like not what I want to see like on the day before the masters. It kind of feels like that kind of feels like if you're like shooting free throws with like a free throw doctor, like the day before the NBA finals, like I feel like you kind of don't want to be in the lab the day before the masters. Like you don't want to be like checking yourself yeah. up on an, on an iPad. And as soon as he said that, I was like, fuck man, that, That feels like a theme with Xander because he was doing that at the US Open at Torrey, too. And I worry that he tries to be so. Listen, he's awesome in majors. Like he, he consistently performs really, really well in majors. He just hasn't broken through. But I worry about the fact that he's a a tinkerer a little bit, it seems like.
1: Second, a little bit of a second guesser, too. I feel like he's, you know, I, I feel like he's just not sure of himself sometimes. And he should be because he's so freaking good at everything, every area. So it's it's kind of odd. And I mentioned that when, when we were walking up the fairway um on nine at Sawgrass and he and he kind of called me out and then I kind of like got him to talk to me a little bit. And I was just like, You like to cause he he had changed his putter that week. It mm-hmm. it was just literally the color. He went from the red one to the white one. It was the same yeah specs or whatever and i was just like you seem like you tinker a lot he's like yeah you know i'm not afraid to change it up every now and then but i was like i didn't say anything else i was like maybe you should stop doing (laughs) (laughs) like stick with what you know maybe maybe be an
0: artiste ever heard of it (laughs) (laughs) um okay speaking of i want to talk about speed too um Actually, let me ask you first. Biggest disappointment to you, Brooks, or I guess we'll throw Xander and Rahm in there.
1: Brooks, for sure. Really? Two under, two under on nine Friday, or was it Thursday?
0: Thursday, yeah.
1: Two under through nine Thursday, having twelve feet for birdie. I think on eleven, maybe fifteen feet, and three putting. Um. Not you know then mangling the rest of the back down. What did he shoot like a forty-one on the back or a forty or something like that? He putted and then he
0: putted terribly.
1: And you know what? That's been the theme of the whole year, and it kind of hasn't registered with me yet. This was also a bet I made like two months ago, but I bet him a bunch this year. Honda, he hit the ball so good on Saturday and Sunday. I watched featured groups coverage both both mornings yeah I mean, he was every green. he was inside 20 feet and he could not make a thing. So I don't know. I guess that's a big problem right now, but that was brutal. And then Friday he starts off strong. I think birdie's two, but then he three putted three again from 20 feet or something like brutal. missed a five footer on eight for birdie. Every time I thought he'd get right back in it. So, I don't know. I'm not ready to say the majors mystique is has worn off because he was so good last year in the majors too. But um, that was an ugly performance on the greens especially.
0: Okay. I have a really good take on this that I've been waiting to unleash. I thought about this take like after the Masters had started. So, I haven't gotten to unleash it yet. So, you, you know what you always hear people talk about at the Masters is – how you have to be like a, a die putter, how you kind of have to...
1: Crunch, yeah, up approach crunch, putting.
0: Yes, yes, that. right? So you have to like die the ball in the hole to have success at Augusta. Well, what does Brooks yeah. like to do? He likes to Ever. ram it yeah, he likes to mm-hmm. ram it by and run it three feet past, because he's a really confident putter, and he's confident that he can make the four-foot comebacker. Well, yeah. the four-foot comebacker at Augusta is a little bit harder than the four-foot mm-hmm. comebacker, you know, at other places, right? So maybe his style of putting, it's a working theory, but maybe his style of putting isn't the best for Augusta. And I think he was like 71st in putting this week.
1: It's a good theory. He does like to hammer him, and uh, it bit him in the ass in a big way on a bunch of holes this week.
0: Yeah, i I would say, I would say Brooks probably the biggest disappointment for me too. Speed, though. All right, I got another speed thing for you. So, I went to my my golf club the other day, and uh, I ran into the pro, great guy. Shout out Trevor, and we started talking on the on the putting green. And he knows, uh, he knows what I do. He's probably listening right now. Again, shout out Trevor. But I was like, hey man, I have to go on all these shows and like talk about speeth and all these guys. And I don't. I'm a student of the golf swing, and I probably know more than the average person that podcasts about it. But I don't. I don't, I get asked about like, what's wrong with speed swing. And like, I keep, I feel like people just like casually say that he's fucking broken without having right. any idea about what he's actually working on. And I'm hundred percent guilty of it too. I was like, can you like, what are you seeing from like a technical standpoint? Can you like shed some light? Cause I, I don't want to talk out of my ass on this one. Like it looks terrible, but we don't fucking know. And he right was now. like, he was like, his exact words are fire everyone it's worse than it (laughs) looks
1: he should go to the xander school of tinkering he needs to tinker more i guess but yeah i don't know he's he seems pretty loyal so um i don't know mccormick is might be there for life but yeah some that rehearsal is like painful to watch
0: he so i was i asked him i was like, like
1: what like I don't know what it is like. I got it. I got the
0: answer for you, Chris. I went in. I dug I'm into trying this. Trying
1: to exaggerate a cut yes. Thing. So
0: so I asked him about this, and I said, "Dude, it looks like he's blatantly trying to come over the top of the ball and and cover the ball. And why? I don't understand why you would want to do that. That's coming over the top is not something yeah. that you want to do." And he said, "No, he's actually trying." to shallow it out but the problem that he's making is he's trying to shallow it out almost at the top to super exaggerate it and that's why he looks like a fucking baseball player from the 1980s is because he's having such a difficult time shallowing it out that most players like you watch someone like Rom who's so good at shallowing it out he has this natural thing where he kind of lets his hands fall into place I don't know if I'm doing the best job of explaining this, but what, is, right. but what Spieth is trying to do is he's really struggling to let the club kind of fall. And so what he wants to do is he wants to feel it super, super high, almost to the point where it's over his head and exaggerated. And then he could he could feel it from there and then let it fall because if he's not doing that exaggeration, he almost comes over in the other direction. So he's actually trying to shallow it out, but he's trying to start it at the top. And I was like, is that smart? Would you teach that? And he was like, fuck no, no, I would not teach that at all. That's not something I would teach at all. So I don't know. I think, I thought it was interesting to, to learn, to try and learn a little bit more about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's tough
1: to watch. It's tough to watch him struggle like this.
0: Did you, um, did you bet him too?
1: I did not bet speed. I ended up betting Cantley. Who was it was a little disappointing as well. I thought he was in such such a nice um lurking position on Thursday. Me too. And, uh, that was tough. Cause um, he, he was like kind of the guy that that came in a little quietly because yes, you know, he's kind of cooled off since whatever, didn't play greater mm-hmm. Riviera, um, seemed a little burnt out, maybe. That's a theory you could go with. So there was a little um under the radarness about him. So I really like that. And the number was good. But uh yeah, tough, tough Friday.
0: I bet Cantley too. I was feeling great about it. He was two under par. He was two strokes off the lead on Friday morning with four holes to play. Yep. And he had the par five fifteen coming up. And he bogeyed three of his final five holes and finished at one over. And mm-hmm. that lost him the tournament. By the way, Patrick Cantley Almost seven strokes, ball striking this week. Lost five strokes putting. Like he just, he hit the ball great. He just couldn't putt. And I think he might win this week, which we can talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to ask you about. Can we talk about some of the fashion choices for a second?
1: <laughs> I would love to. All right. Where do we start?
0: Can we start with Victor? Do you remember the pants wore the, the pants that the Victor pants wore on Thursday? And he's day? done
1: this before. I don't know what it is. It's like the like early 2000s soccer adidas soccer sweatpants that people used to wear the, the the line down the side it's like one of the worst looks i can ever remember it's just not i've never seen it on a golf course before
0: so i, <laughs> I don't
1: care t- about the pink by the way the pink's fine yes it's a line down the side that i'm like well, who designed that and, and who told him it was okay to to wear
0: Jay Lindenberg bro, ever heard of it?
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: I have a take on this. So, you know, every Wednesday, I'm sure you can relate to this, but every Wednesday after you like you do all this content and you consume all this content, you scroll through Twitter, you get to show you Wednesday night, and you're like, you start doubting yourself, and you're like So, Victor Hovland was one guy this week where I didn't like him at all. And I didn't like him because of the short game. And I think a lot of people didn't like him because of the short game. And it kind of, Victor Hovland was the one guy where it got to Wednesday night for me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm overrating this thing. I feel like Hovland's like kind of going to play well this week. As soon as I saw him in those pants on Thursday morning, I was like, there's no fucking chance this guy's winning the Masters. There's no fucking chance. And Chris, I'm like you, by the way. I have no issue with colors. I'm a big... No, uh, I'm I a love big, it. I, yeah, I'm a big... JT's
1: pants were great yesterday.
0: Yes, um, yes. I'm a big polo guy. I'm a big Peter Millar guy. Unpopular opinion, but I actually like, really like the way that Billy Horschel dresses on the golf course. I like that like classic old school polo Horschel look. dress
1: is great by the way. It's just, it's Billy Horschel.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think the polo look is really clean. Like when JT, JT wore those like light pink pants when he won in Memphis two years mm-hmm. ago that were they weren't really flashy, but they were just kind of like old school, this preppy look shout out JT and polo uh, back in the day. Um, but so it's not an issue with the idea of wearing colors on the golf course. Like I I'm with right. you. I thought JT's pants on Sunday were clean because they're, they're like understated in a way it's a bright color, but you don't, right. it's not fucking neon.
1: It's not, that's, loud
0: that's the thing that I have issue with. It's, it's the fucking neon. It's yeah. the electric pink. Like I like a pale pink is fine. You know what it reminds me of Chris?
1: Pale pink is fine.
0: That's right. It it reminds me of um there's this party at Duke. Shout out Duke. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this party at Duke called called Bright and Tight. And Okay. And all we used to love Bright and Tight. It was one of the biggest Day-Glo? parties. Is it like Dayglow. Yeah, it was like what it was like I guess our version of Dayglow, but it was what it was like one of the biggest parties. We used to love it because all of the girls would wear like bright colored neon yeah. spandex, mm-hmm. and Hovland looks like he was a fucking sorority girl <laughs> on his way like to Brighton. He's going
1: type to, uh, um, shit. What the hell is this? a Leso concert in my <laughs> senior year of college? Literally,
0: <laughs> I was literally like, "There's no way this guy's fucking waiting the masters." As soon as I saw those pants,
1: There's so no- brutal. There's and he, it's like weird. Great. He has like great days. I feel like I lo- I like, I love the orange pants. They are a little electric, like you say, but there's the Oklahoma state thing. And, he, and he that's fair it with nice black or, or, or white or something like that. The belt game is always strong with Hoblin. Yep. I've the, at the players. I remember we were talking to him and I was just like fixated on the belt. I forget what it was, but it was, I mean, he, and he's so, you know, he's got the build, he's sleek. But the electric pink with the with the lines down the side was
0: with the racing stripes.
1: Race! I, I I can't believe that those are even allowed on the Augusta National grounds.
0: They shouldn't be. Arrest this man. What about Fenal?
1: I mean, started the dialogue. I think that's. I think that. I mean, I don't think we're we're breaking news, but I think that's part of what Nike does and has done you know, usually always at the masters Brooks wore that flower hat a few week a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember the, it just said Nike down. I think that was at Beth page. Um,
0: Tommy had some fun outfits this week.
1: Tommy always has some fun outfits. I remember that was like two years ago. they were all Jason. Day wore it too It was like a checkerboard. It was brutal look, but it, it starts a conversation. And as a, you know, my sister's in fashion design. So she kind of, I kind of defer to her to this, on this stuff, and you know, it got people's attention. That sweater was brutal—the though, the pink lines. I thought it was brutal too. On khaki, like that's that's brutal. It started a dialogue. Nike, Nike wins ultimately, but that that's not that's not something I would ever leave the house in.
0: I feel like Nike is like, what's the most absurd color pattern that we could possibly <laughs> think of? And the guy's like, no, there's, there's no way that anyone will wear that. And it's the other so, guy's like, the other guy's like, nah, like we could get Tommy <laughs> to wear it. Like Tony will wear it. <laughs>
1: like, it's, I'm like a huge Nike guy. And I love a lot of their golf. Like if you dig deep yeah. and, and find their kind of low key basic stuff, it's the best. Yeah. But they put their, they put their, obviously their athletes and their players, like in the most insane stuff. And then, I didn't
0: even like Scheffler's shirt on Sunday.
1: I didn't hate it. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it's not the best, especially if you're going to win the Masters. I thought Tiger looked good on not. I didn't like the the. I hate the mock even on Tiger.
0: Me too. I, I like the was, clean like sweater though. Like I like like a clean white sweater with yeah the
1: Nike sweater. And I, I, like I feel like they don't sell those. Like those are like a Tiger specific thing. Those are amazing. And I think it was Thursday he looked pretty good or or Friday, sorry. Um in green. But uh I love this. I, I'd rather talk about the fashion the fashion takes and speed swing mechanics.
0: Um any th- that was my those are my only takes. I wanted to shout out. I thought, out I thought the
1: be- I tried to tweet it, but I couldn't get like a full photo of Getty. I thought Willet was the Danny Willard on Saturday was the best dress. It was like kind of not white but like a grayish white pants had the hoodie on a vest and he had like these nike like jordans on that were really nice so i thought if you want to go back on, on getty or, or find the picture i thought danny Willett was the best rest of the week on saturday
0: mm, i like Other that,
1: than that I, I don't have i guess evr but evr missed the cut so uh yeah nagels, hate, nagels hates him it's so funny he hates <laughs> he hates the joggers, I wore joggers and, uh, again today I, the last few times i've played with nagels i've worn um pairs of joggers and he hates them so much it's hilarious <laughs> oh god
0: um I, I i yeah i i have no problem i don't want to sound like this like stuffy old guy shitting on Hovland's like track pants yeah um but i just i like joggers I, i'm cool i'm totally cool with yeah, with joggers on the on the cro- I think some of the pants are getting a little tight these days. I think like Zalatoris' pants are like, like skin tight. Fight. Have you noticed that? Yes. It's like he's I, like I, I wearing have. like it's they're
1: that I couldn't. It's weird like, I'm, to I'm, his skin. I'm in on this um, at the ankle, obviously joggers wise, but even like a lot of golf pants now are getting like more slimmer. Tight yeah, Grayson so, does um, a really
0: good job with those. Yeah, yeah.
1: but yeah, Zalatoris looks like. And he's thin, so it's not like he's gonna you know protruding out of them, but if I wore pants that tight, I would not be comfortable ever.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um all right. Any any other one anyone else you want to shout out? Any pleasant surprises or other disappointments?
1: Pleasant surprises. I mean, I didn't win I barely want to bet. I told you to make the cut but the Tiger won. Oh yeah, I mean, no, I have no pleasant surprises.
0: I want to shout out HV3 who uh, hit the shot of the tournament, in my opinion.
1: Yes, he did
0: the uh, oh, Pine bu- Strata. Uh, bu- bu- maybe good bu- point. Good point. Good point. But Honestly,
1: that, no, I know the HV three shot you're talking about. Yeah, that would have been if we're
0: been- and if we're like being fair and talking about yeah. context in the tournament. Probably the shot of the tournament was Scotty's chip in or a bunch of other stuff that Scotty did. But in just terms of pure degree of difficulty, I want to shout out HV three. I think it. This is another one that me and our friend Jeff were arguing about, you know, T23, first masters. Like I think HV3 is not bad at golf.
1: No, I don't either. I thought yeah. I was very impressed and I, and I actually did fade him Saturday, I think in a matchup. Cause you know, first And he match. shot
0: 78 on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And then he actually rebounded really nicely on Sunday yep. and had one of the best rounds of the day on Sunday after shooting 78. The first time at Augusta, I thought that was pretty impressive. And Gooch, too, finished top 15. Everyone was shitting on Taylor Gooch. He's the most mispriced player in DraftKings. Well, finished top 15.
1: Yep. I, we had Noda on last week, and this point has kind of stuck with me. He made a great point. And Scotty kind of alluded to it in his victory press conference. Just like... Notice that these, these young kids with TV and social media now and all this content, especially Masters Week, they've heard it all. They've heard what not to do on this. Whole yeah. week. They've heard, you know, it doesn't start till the back nine on Sunday. They, they've they heard, you know, just take it over the bunker on 12. Like, these guys have so much information now. And Scotty said, you know, I've, I've heard it all. You know, don't go, don't take on the pin at 12. Don't do this on 11. So. They, these kids have a, a wild advantage that guys didn't have back then, for sure. What when the coverage started at you know the seventh hole on on Sunday afternoon?
0: I think that's a good take. I think that the fuzzy Zeller thing is going to be broken in the next ten years.
1: Well, oh yeah, I do. The I, do felt, I mean, we're we've come crazy close to it. Spieth almost did it. Yeah. Torres almost did it. Um, what's this? I mean, what is this for Scotty? His third Masters.
0: Third Masters, yeah.
1: It, it's going to happen. Morikawa, third yeah. Masters,
0: top five.
1: Yeah, he's already figured, not figured it out, but figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, I think within 10 years, there will absolutely be a, a Masters rookie that wins.
0: Um, last thing before we do a little heritage, before we get out of here. PGA Championship's like 39 days away. Who's your early PGA. pick for the PGA?
1: Man, I haven't even thought about that. Early pick for the PGA. Like no yeah. thinking,
0: just like, Like, straight out of your head, like, Southern Hills, like... Xander. (laughs) Xander was... So, so Xander, yeah, Xander was my pick in December when I did the December show. For Southern Hills? Yeah, I did JT Masters, uh, Xander, Southern Hills spieth brookline which i'm probably gonna have to amend and i think i picked leishman at st andrews wow Um,
1: i love that
0: yeah um no i think xander i i was gonna say now that you have xander too i won't amend my pick i'll stick with xander but i was gonna say if i could amend it too i think i feel like dj is gonna win a major this year
1: i don't hate it i mean i i do you know I'm in full Brooks mode every time there's a major, so that'll be tough. Depending Brooks on the, is yeah. going
0: to be good at Southern Hills. Yeah. I mean, at least the course fit. Like, he will he will like that place a lot. And by the way, so will DJ. Both of those guys will like that place a lot. It's a long, gish golf course, par 71, bent grass greens. Pretty it has boy. a lot of Augusta in it. Um, okay. Because Perry Maxwell was Southern Hills, and Perry Maxwell and and Mackenzie were like best best friends, so you'll see a lot of the greens look a lot like the greens at Augusta. Um, but it also like what differentiates it a little bit from Augusta is it's got like this pretty gnarly Bermuda rough. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be hard. I'm super super excited for it. I maybe I can't lay again too probably.
1: Hovland is that you would know? Is it a Hovland course?
0: Depends on what he's wearing. <laughs>
1: If he comes out in pink Thursday, cash out.
0: Yeah, we're out. Um, <laughs> all right, we, should we talk? We'll talk a little bit about this tournament. Uh, we're an hour. I love in.
1: this tournament. It's, it's a good it's, field. Yeah, it's a good field. I mean, it's the perfect vibe for the the postmasters. Um, I'll be watching for sure. I'm excited. I kind of wish. Good. I feel good about a lot of names I mentioned. Kind of half jokingly to our boy Scott um, Holdridge, shout out Scott.
0: Release shout hashtag out. release the mayor pod.
1: Yeah, what is that about? Is that a real thing? Yeah,
0: it's a real thing. We recorded and we recorded a ninety minute John Mayer pod that the people <laughs> I don't really, really like John fucking. Mayer,
1: but I'm all in. I'm no, you'll
0: you'll that. like this pod. It's a wild ride, but we're waiting for the right time to release it. We're going to release it Zurich Classic week. That's what I was going to say. Is I wish they went Masters, Zurich heritage i wish we had like a bye week a little bit yeah because this is a really really good field
1: i would like heritage to be kind of more i guess center stage yeah 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 like
0: it's a fun golf course
1: like this is i say this to people all the time and they kind of laugh at me because i've played a couple great courses pine valley no big deal you saw my backpack (laughs) um I've played Rural County down again, no big deal. Number <laughs> one course in the world, Golf Digest rankings, Pine Valley in America. But like Harbor Town is in my top five before. Is I it don't.
0: really? So you've and played it. never, like, I've never played it.
1: I I could go do it like in a month, no problem. You can, it's a public course, resort course, whatever. I could, I'm sure you get a tee time if I, you know, t- quick flight down there. If, yeah. It's not like it's hard to get on. It's just kind of finding the time to do it but I'm like dying to play that course.
0: Okay. So you haven't played it.
1: No, I have not.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm I know dying I could. In an instant, so I,
1: yeah. I should just do it, but I, I really want to.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I don't know where you guys have it in the rankings, but it's a fun goal. I think the thing that I like about it, we could use this as a way to start talking about some of the guys, but it allows a lot of different players to compete here. Right. And that's why we've seen, a bunch of guys over a hundred to one win. I think four of the last five or four of the last six were a hundred to one. Stewie Sink last year was, uh, was one twenty five. Yep. So a lot I, of- were you really?
1: Yeah. And Steve tried to take credit for it the, the week after on the podcast and uh, it caused some, some strife.
0: What what happened? Did he like did he
1: I mentioned it on the pod 125 to one? And he did okay. the oh, that's interesting, which he says after every one of my picks, just yeah. Nice. And then I'll <laughs> go back and be like, Did you bet like two weeks ago it was with somebody? Um hot Bo hustler at um Valero. Valero. Yeah. I mentioned him on the pod and Steve was like, Oh, I love that. And then he's in contention and we're texting, I'm like, You're on him, right? He's like, No, I'm not. I'm like, All right, well, now the vibes are dead. I don't we can't text anymore because he's got someone else. So and it was the same thing with sync last year, but he did bet it, and then the next week comes in. You know, Myers is like, "Steve, you had a big weekend." I'm like, "I I picked <laughs> on the pod," so that was a whole deal last year.
0: Um. So are we foregoing it? Are we? Are we? Are we doing some bombs or or anyone at the top? I mean, these guys. I will are, say this: and I guys was are pretty enabled,
1: good. And if he listens, he'll be he'll say I stole this pick, but I was. I am. I was intrigued by this this morning, and I still am. I mean, Webb down here at thirty-five to one seems seems pretty crazy to me. I saw, history there. I saw him as
0: high as forty.
1: Played played okay at Augusta. He was kind of in it Thursday, Friday. I think he finished like thirty-fifth. Um, seems to be healthy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of love that, and then you go Webb. Maybe MAV. You do the square play on MAV and and hope for the community.
0: Is MAV the in. square play? I haven't been a ton on. I don't know. I've, I've been
1: saying it like since the beginning of the year, and since he showed some life, we're hammering him at Town. and to to see him at 50 still is is pretty pretty incredible. So I think Web MAV neiman's kind of dead to me after that double on friday afternoon
0: you know neiman though 20. let me ask you this because i'm not on neiman either but he's really he's uber uber popular because yep. did you see our mutual friend john he sent john pga tout on twitter he sent john a video saying that he really liked harbortown does that i do re- i
1: do remember the video yeah um maybe web neiman
0: well the thing Either I'll say be
1: Mav or Neiman for me.
0: The thing I will say about that is Neiman played in Neiman, the only time Neiman played Harbortown was in 2020. Oh, and that was a
1: great tournament. That's that was a great tournament. Right. It was the
0: second yeah. tournament back from COVID, but that tournament yeah. was in June. Yeah. So there were different turf conditions. There wasn't the overseed on the green. So Neiman's gonna see a little bit of a a different golf course this time. Yeah. I'll say I was just laughing because on my phone. I just saw this come up. Uh, some guy tweeted a person that I don't really, know, i made me think of it. Cause we were talking about web. I don't really know this person, um, but he goes happy. Accuracy matters. Uh, I feel like Brendan Todd, Ches, Brian Stewart are sneaky play. Like, you know, making a joke on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I responded, do we like web Simpson as a potential course fit? Like thinking <laughs> he was like thinking he was in on the joke. And he responded in like a really serious way, like breaking down Webb's chances. It's like fuck. <laughs> that didn't go as planned. He was he was like he was like, "Does any? Doesn't, doesn't yeah, we want to find." Through. He asked if if I had any info on the MRI on his neck.
1: He <laughs> said he he said he's all good, pain free.
0: Yeah, I, he looked pretty good at the Masters too. I mean, he kind of yep. stumbled on. Sunday, but for the most part, he looked pretty good. I'll add a name to the mix. We're going to, I was like you, CP. I had a really tough master's week hand up. I did not do well, which was kind of frustrating because the course actually played exactly how I thought it was going to play.
1: And And I I felt so good. I'm sure you did too. I felt so good Wednesday night. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. But we're going to stick with Tommy Ladd. I'm going to give you, here's See? a nugget for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you weren't, that was my big bet of the week. The one bet that I hit I was, was, was the Tommy yes. top 20. I thought you were, you joined on that one.
1: Just outright. I did. Uh, no, you know what I did? Top 10 after round one. And interesting. The worst, worst round of the of week on Thursday. Yeah. But well, I did have him outright and he, he teased us quite a bit Friday, Saturday.
0: So I'll say this about Tommy Wadd. This is a situation worth monitoring. Tommy Fleetwood. Remember Tommy Fleetwood back in the day, elite driver of the golf ball? Yeah. Okay. So I watched pretty much every shot that Tommy Fleetwood hit this week. And I was like, man, Fleetwood's kind of smoking it off the tee right now. Went to check the stats on Data Golf. Best off the tee week for Tommy Fleetwood since Royal Port Rush. Really? When he finished second to Lowry. We're monitoring the situation, CP. telling me. We're monitoring the situation. Yeah. If Tommy's found his driver, watch out. Now, counterpoint. You probably don't need driver too you much on this driver. course, but we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> the vibes are strong. Fleetwood was like the one thing that – Fleetwood and Varner were like the two things I got right this week. So, we're riding, we're riding with Fleetwood. Nice
1: little three-wood drawn at this course. Yeah club yeah. down I like it I'll, I'll say a name that has just jumped up the page for me and this is probably stupid it's strictly based off he showed a little life at um Valero but Brant Snedeker at 200 to 1 mm. yeah this is such a Brant Snedeker course too uh, Brant
0: Snedeker also super super good ball striking week at Valero couldn't buy a putt
1: couldn't buy a putt which is crazy for for Brant Snedeker obviously I, f- I think Kisner. That might, be my, that might be my Stewart Sink long shot. This long
0: year. shot, yeah. I would throw Joel Damon into the mix at 180 yeah. to one. I like Joel Damon a lot, and then the other guy. So everyone was betting Patton Kazire at 50 to one two weeks ago. He misses the cut because he lost 5.3 strokes putting. Now he's 180 to one. And 7K on DraftKings, and probably is going to be 5%. Like, I never understand this stuff. Like, I actually really like this course for Kazire, and now he's 180 to one because he lost a couple of strokes putting and didn't hit his chalk. Like, I like that. Damon, I mentioned. I like Damon a lot. Yeah, keep your eye on Damon for this week. Denny, I like Denny. No.
1: I love Denny. I just hate betting on him.
0: He's hitting the ball really well. right now actually yeah he's hitting he's he's hitting the ball i think everyone's gonna go to seems like non-kisner are the popular place
1: Seen the the nala they can have they can have him this week Um,
0: he's got some bad juju surrounding him which we've already referred to i don't like kisner either i really i don't like kevin kisner i don't like it i just i'm not talking about in general in general do you are you big kisner guy
1: I like Kisner. I mean, is it is the Barstool thing part of the, part of the, part of your uh, hate?
0: Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I just think he sucks. And like he's just like he I don't know how he plays so well cuz the results are good, but I don't I don't know. I'm I'm a stats guy, so I I always get really mad when I he plays well because I never bet him ever.
1: I, I had him at Wyndham, so I kind of have a, a soft spot because that was such okay. That's fair. Wild, the fact he was able to win that five-man playoff.
0: Yeah, I had Russell Henley at Wyndham, who I'm <laughs> going to bet. It, who I'm who I'm going to bet again this week because I love Payne. Of
1: course. Yeah. My two boys here at sixty-five to one are staring at me. Chris Kirk and Troy Merritt. What do you think of them?
0: Well, we got to do Kirk, right? Because Absolutely. that's another that's another Kazire situation, right? Where it's like he was the community play of the week and he's fine, hits the ball. Okay. Can't make any putts. And now it's like, he doesn't exist. I
1: know.
0: And I think Kirk will uh, Kirk will still get some, you know, people like Chris Kirk on. I'm not saying he's completely sneaking up on anyone, but I think if you liked him at Valera, you got to like him this week.
1: Yeah. I already, I mean, Getting back on the horse here, gonna have a lot of bets because I like a lot of these names. This is a fun event. Fun it's a event really event.
0: good. It's a really good event. Um, anyone else that we didn't talk about? What about the top? Like of the top. All right, we're gonna yeah, do this. We're we're gonna do this fun fun game. Uh you're not a big DraftKings guy, are you?
1: No, I'm not. I wish I was because it seems to it seems to dominate the conversation a lot.
0: It's fun. All right. We're, I'm going to play this game with you just in terms of, I guess we'll say either DraftKings or like one and done, just in or out on some of these guys okay. as like a DraftKings play at the top or a one and done play to help maybe help us decipher which, which one of these guys we think are going to have a good week. JT.
1: out. cannot imagine... Um...
0: You can't his, see him like stabbing you know, everyone in the jugular the week after everyone fucking bets him. And now no one's going to talk about him this week. Be... Like, you can't, you can't, you see that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and He's this, like uh, strolling, mean, he's like
0: strolling up on Sunday in like those light pink pants. This and gotta it's got to be like, his
1: first, his first time here, right?
0: No, nah, he's played here before. Has he? He's, yeah. He's played here a couple times. He doesn't normally, it's not normally on his schedule, but he's played here a couple times.
1: I would he's say done out. Fine.
0: out. Okay. What about Morikawa?
1: Man, you would think uh, he could dominate at this course.
0: Kind of a perfect spot for Morikawa. Yeah,
1: I would be in. in.
0: Morikawa, number two ranked player in the world now. Yeah. I tweeted that right before we went hot. I didn't even realize that, that he took Rom for he number did? two. Yeah, Rom's number three now. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a fun one. Cameron Smith. What the hell do we do with Cameron Smith?
1: Got to be out on that gotta be uh
0: just an emotional
1: emotion, situation
0: just emotional letdown super yeah.
1: bowl he had a super bowl on sunday and yeah i can't imagine you know we've fishing. this we've, is where he was fishing last year right i think, I think hard so
0: hard we've seen the 12th hole like break people maybe cam smith it's just how it's about beef,
1: my god yeah, and I, I don't care what he says that every time he goes to that hole it's it has to cross his mind.
0: 100%. You know, same thing's going to
1: happen to Cam Smith. Same
0: so. thing's going to happen with Cam Smith. I can live with that. I like the emotional letdown angle. I mean, I think it's a good course for him, too. What about DJ?
1: He's played well here. Had I mean, he should have won it. What was that, like five or six years ago on Easter Sunday? I remember watching. He shot like 78. Um, yeah,
0: Carolina guy. I think he's obviously uh, okay. here because he's an RBC guy. I don't RBC. think he's here necessarily yeah, so because he loves this course, but...
1: I would lean maybe stay away
0: okay can'tley I think he's sneaky this week cP
1: probably is
0: I think as like a one you know and done player there or...
1: on Sunday if he gives an ounce of a shit yeah, yeah I would be in on can'tley
0: he's gonna be like sub ten percent on draftkings and he hit the ball great at the masters and he's Good. has three top sixes at this course um I'm in on can'tley uh our boy Matt Fitzpatrick. Shout out to annual Rappaport. report.
1: <laughs> out at eighteen to one or whatever he is on DraftKings. Twenty to
0: one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a good one. Shout out BK Shane Lowry. What a lot of golf for would, Shane I Lowry. I would say
1: in one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I feel like he's just. I'm like Shane Lowry is just like he keeps playing a lot of golf, and I don't remember him being around this much, but I think maybe it's like a Scotty Scheffler situation where like the dude's just on a heater. You gotta ride him.
1: Yeah, I'm in I would be in on Lowry for sure.
0: Corey Connors.
1: I mean seems like a machine. I I don't see why you wouldn't be in on him here. Place where you can kind of approach it to death. Yeah, I would be in on Connors.
0: I'm in on Connors too. I think
1: smaller greens you know.
0: Yeah. I'm in on Connors too. Like he was he was mega chalk last week, um, and he delivered. But I think his like his number is low enough to the point where I haven't seen him on anyone's betting card because I think why would you bet Corey Connors at twenty five to one when you yeah. can bet Joaquin Neiman at thirty five to one or even Daniel Berger at thirty to one or Webb at thirty five to one? I think Connors is dangerous. I might bet him. All right, last one, Daniel Berger.
1: Got to figure in. He's another one like you mentioned, Lowry. Just kind of in it every week right now. Um, Yeah, I would be in on on Berger here. Wasn't he in the mix here, that that Webb year, the the Joaquin year, or no? Yeah, he's... i thinking of Colonial. I thought he was like right back on the horse here.
0: Yeah, he won Colonial the first start out of COVID. He beat Xander and Colin in that playoff, and then he contended the next week again, I think, with Webb. Yes. Yeah.
1: Good golf course for him.
0: Stats yeah. really like him this week. Yeah. Uh I lied. I got one more for you. Speeth.
1: <laughs> Out.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to hit driver here, which I so um, like true. I could see him I could see a universe where just like Pebble Beach uh he That's is true. able to work his way around here on this specific golf course, but I don't know why you would and didn't, There's just a lot didn't of he, good options. Didn't he hit
1: the ball great at Valero. That's what everyone was saying.
0: Yeah, his numbers at Valero were really good. And then they fell off again at the Masters, which kind of plays into the thing that we were talking about. Is like, I think it's possible he can find lightning in a bottle, but I think what he's working on isn't really sustainable. Right. Yeah. Sung Jay. Yeah, we've heard about Sung J. In or out on Sung J.
1: In.
0: Yeah. You know, you want to talk about forgotten elites? I think the, I think after Cantlay, Cantlay a good candidate, but I think the two other candidates are Sungjae, and then Billy is just sitting here at Billy, forty-five to one, yeah. and no one's talking about him. Like, why not? It's a great course for Billy. Billy yeah. grinded his. I took Billy and
1: I was, dude, I, I
0: I took Billy in a round four matchup against Hatton, because um, I was just like Billy cares more,
1: <laughs> way more.
0: He like he fights, man. He's kind of like a a dude you want money on. In like if you're if yes. he's fiftieth and you're trying to play round four matchups, and you you need him to shoot like a decent round, like he he fucking cares. That's I'll give him that.
1: I'm go, I'm going to write that down and start betting that. Yeah, he absolutely does care. I like I never bet him outright either because he's always in this thirty five to fifty range. Yeah. And yeah. I just like so many other guys, but it's a good point.
0: CP, anything else, buddy? Where who do you have on uh, who do you have on B right this week? Is it is it it's I'm sure oh it's my like Scotty. God.
1: <laughs> can you can <laughs> we have uh, we have quite the one-two punch. I'll, I'll break it here. Break it. We have we have DJ.
0: Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Unfortunately, it was like very brief and um, it was a very typical. Dustin Johnson. Not nothing much. Oh, okay, so you ahead. already
0: pre-recorded it. I was going to say Yeah, it was, was going to say call match. me as usual if he cancels.
1: <laughs> it was before, it was like typical a million people involved, 80 million stipulations. We got we can do 10 minutes, but we can't talk about this and it's got to be Yeah. after the masters, but you can't talk about the master. It was so it was kind of one of those brutal ones. But then, I don't know if we're doing it tomorrow, so that's why I don't want to say it, but um, like if we're doing a two, two-guester. Mm-hmm. But we have, I know this is going to sound crazy, and we did it already. We had Emmett Smith of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
1: The most random. We'll, we'll get to it. I, it's either tomorrow or next week. It was great. Steve and I did it. Ten times better than than DJ was. Um, a lot of fun. I was like in awe, Emmett, you know, growing up a Giants fan. And I remember following his uh when he broke the rushing record and they were kind of covering it like, you know, Barry Bonds' his home yeah, run race. Sure. So um it was a thrill for me. And we talked golf. Obviously, he's a golfer, so crazy. DJ and Emmett Smith are our next two guests. where we are on a little bit of a, a heater, as Scotty he's- Scheffler is.
0: Is it is it uh Alex booking these guys or Steve or someone else?
1: It's uh it's a little bit of all of us. And a lot of it is, you know, people reaching out to us, which is a good sign, Pe- you know, they want they want um they want to be on our podcast. That's awesome that they're whatever. reaching
0: out to you. I reached out to Alex Smalley. shout out Duke, and he nice. hasn't responded yet.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> we do some reaching out when when we're, you know, when no one's reaching out to us or we're desperate. Yeah. Um, Myers is good at that. Steve's good at it as yeah, well. Yeah, I get the they phone get the call checks. once in a while. So I don't have the when you have the blue check mark, people open your direct message. I don't, I don't have the blue check mark. Good I don't point. Want,
0: We're anti-blue check mark though.
1: Very anti. Yeah, yeah.
0: Too much it's of much a burden. Of it.
1: it's way too much. <laughs> we don't. Of a we don't burden. want that it's on our plate. It's a Target. It's a target on your back.
0: And I feel like you're able to get away with more on Twitter.
1: That, that's why that is the main reason I never want it because I want to drop fucks and, and say stupid shit yeah. and do sarcastic stuff that you guys will understand. And yeah. and that doesn't, when you got a blue check, you just open yourself up to a lot of things that Screw I don't want to be part of. I yeah. like, I like my, our little window of, yeah. of uh, Twitter.
0: CP, anything else you got to plug before we get out of here, buddy?
1: No, dart throw Wednesday nights, obviously be right. Of course. Um, Nothing. Nothing else, really. I'm excited. Uh, excited for this week. When are you coming back? I can't wait to um, golf again.
0: So I'm going to be back probably for like starting at the end of June and then all of all of July and August. So not until not until the end of June, but all of July and August. So we'll play a ton.
1: Awesome. And I heard we can talk about this after, but I will most likely be at Brookline, which I hear might be the case with you as well.
0: I am. Yes. hundred percent. I'm trying to go to Brookline. Is it credential Chris?
1: What?
0: is it like a big work trip or, or Oh yeah. Going? I'll be there for work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. But it sounds like there's a Dave Matthews concert. Uh, yeah. Night. Yeah. I would be 100% interested in attending.
0: Yeah. Our friend Jeff Nagels uh, yeah. asked me about that too. So maybe we'll go to a Dave Matthews band concert, get our friend Rappaport involved.
1: maybe maybe anything's possible
0: all right chris it was good to see you buddy we'll talk soon all right that's it for the show special thanks to cp special thanks to rickrungood.com quick programming note for next week i do not care about the zurich classic at all Uh, i will meet all of my obligations for rick run good and write both of those articles don't worry about that same thing with odds checker Uh, But in terms of this podcast feed, I'm not doing any Zurich content. But don't worry, we will have stuff. Two podcasts next week in replacement of what my normal content would be uh, that I just think are objectively better stuff than uh, I could do talking about the Zurich Classic. Podcast number one, that's right, the John Mayer pod. It lives in infamy. Me and Scott Holdridge, deep diving The extremely, extremely complicated, maybe the least self-aware, or maybe the most self-aware, probably the least, who can say, musician of the 21st century in John Mayer. Uh, And then podcast number two, me and a good friend who is a professional high-stakes DraftKings player, uh, we're deep-diving DraftKings strategy uh, with somebody that is good enough at DraftKings to quit their job and do it for a living. That's going to be a really good podcast. I think you'll enjoy both of those. If you want Zurich stuff, I'm sure you can find it. There's a new golf podcast out there every single week. I'm sure somebody's covering the Zurich Classic. I'd rather talk about this stuff. All right. One more thanks to CP for joining me. You can find me on Twitter at Sports. Good luck with your bets this week. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream
1: between the viaducts of your dream.